All right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. One of these days, I'm going to play the entire song for everybody's benefit. Uh, that's uh, called Warrior by Wishbone Ash. It's a really outstanding song. The whole album, Argus, is phenomenal. It's a phenomenal album. It's one of these, uh, uh, a pearl of great price, uh, a gem inside the haystack that, uh, you know, rock, rock and roll has a lot of, uh, how should I put it, uh, anthemic music that hasn't been played on mainstream media and there's dozens of such albums that are out there that are really good music that never gets played on the radio because it's uh, the lyrics are too sensitive and uh, anti-liberal uh, <laughs> I put it that way and uh, so th- that's basically an anti-war album however uh, they also recognize there is a time that you have to be a warrior and we are in those times right now okay we have to be warriors against covid all right and uh, thank you paul english for coming to the rescue this morning on bloodlines my skype program just collapsed failed on me just just before as michael and i were discussing the topics we're going to pick for bloodlines this morning and in mid-sentence, uh, Skype failed. And uh, so the only thing I could do was uh, take it off the computer and uh, re-download it. And so Paul realized I was having trouble. And so he intervened and got us going on the air. So here I am back on my own computer and doing things uh, normally. <laughs> we are back to normal, COVID or not. So welcome, everybody. Could not get a hold of Pastor Martins, however. So I'm just going to proceed because uh, last week we were talking about uh, Hiram and King Solomon and the relationship between Hiram, king of Tyre, and his positive relationship with David and Solomon. And uh, you know, because of the ongoing series we were doing about whether or not, uh, which came first, the Phoenicians or the Tyrians. And the academics in the secular world have been arguing that Phoenician and Phoenicia preceded the Hebrew and the Hebrews because they don't believe the Bible. But it's very obvious from the words of Josephus that Tyre and Hebrew came first. So I'm going to put the link to the document is the gutenberg.org files and the quickest way to find where we're at is to use your uh, search function and search on the word Hiram control F Hiram and there's 29 incidents of the name Hiram appearing in the Josephus and I'm going to go scroll down to, this is almost in the middle of the document. Let me scroll up to see if I, if I find, is this chapter 2? Uh, not quite sure. The, the scroll function go, went so rapidly, I lost my place. But let me see if I can find it. So chapter 2. Okay, chapter 2. I'm not sure which book it is, though, because it's the very middle, or about two-fifths of the way down. But this is the seventh instance of the name Hiram in Josephus. So 
paragraph 6. Chapter 2, paragraph 6. I'm not sure which book. I'd have to scroll up to find a... It doesn't give me any other reference point in this website. So if you scroll down, uh, search for the name Hiram, and to the seventh instance, which is in chapter 6 of... uh, uh, Paragraph 6 of chapter 2. I just don't know which book. So it says here, Moreover, Hiram, king of Tyre, when he had heard that Solomon succeeded to his father's kingdom, was very glad of it, for he was a friend of David's. So he sent ambassadors to him, and saluted him, and congratulated him on the present happy state of his affairs, upon which Solomon sent to him an epistle, the contents of which here follow. Of course, the word epistle means letter. Solomon to King Hiram. This is uh, verse 5. Know thou that my father would have built a temple to God, but was hindered by wars and continual expeditions, for he did not leave off to overthrow his enemies till he made them all subject to tribute. Okay, now this is very important to understand. The Israelites are not to intermarry with the people they conquer. They are to put them under tribute, except for the Canaanites, which they were supposed to either exterminate or expel from uh, Canaan land and you know from the Levant entirely so that they could not come back and reorganize. But uh, they never did that. They never really did either. But which only fulfills the prophecy that the Canaanites would be subject to the Israelites for a very, very long time. Okay? But we were not supposed to intermarry with them. We're not supposed to intermarry with any people of other races, only the Adamic race. He continues, But I give thanks to God for the peace I at present enjoy, and on that account I am at leisure, and designed to build a house to God, for God foretold my father that such a house should be built by me. Wherefore I desire thee to send send some of thy subjects with mine to Mount Lebanon to cut down timber, for the Sidonians are more skillful than our people in cutting of wood. As for wages to hewers of wood, I will pay whatsoever price thou shalt determine. Okay? So, now, who are the Sidonians and the uh, Tyrians? At this point in time, they were still Israelites occupying those two cities. Because that was a territory granted to the northern tribes of the ten tribes that had settled in that area. Okay? And at some point... uh, Hiram actually names which tribe that Hiram was from, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to find that again in this document. So uh, then uh, paragraph 7, when Hiram had read this epistle, he was pleased with it and wrote back this answer to Solomon. So clearly uh, Hiram and Solomon are on good terms, and uh, they are in fact uh, kinsmen in the sense that they are... uh, uh, Kinsman, because Hiram was actually of one of the 12 tribes, one of the 10 northern tribes. Okay, so it continues. When Hiram had heard this epistle, or read this epistle, he was pleased with it and wrote back this answer to Solomon. So there was correspondence between Hiram and Solomon ongoing that we can follow here in the works of Josephus. Of course, this is not in scripture. This is just historical reference work which is very important for us to understand this history so we can piece together when and and where the Phoenician Empire 
began and whether the Hebrew preceded the Phoenician, which we know it did, which the secular academic world believes otherwise, and they can't possibly be right because there are no earlier documents of any historical significance other than the Hebrew documents. And the term Phoenicia comes from the dye, the purple dye, that was discovered around Tyre. Okay, so the very word Phoenician is a much later extraction than the word Hebrew. So the secular academics have it totally wrong, absolutely totally wrong. But And as we found out this morning on uh, Bloodlines, the secular world has it wrong that, uh, that the Indo-Aryan language and Hebrew are completely distinct languages. No, they're not. <laughs> the Indo-Aryan uh, Sanskrit derives from the Hebrew, as we have shown copiously in the three episodes we have done on that subject on Bloodlines. So the academic world has it totally wrong. And they believe the lies of the Jews, that they are the Hebrews. And this is probably why the secular academics have gone down this wrong path. You know, the uh, yellow brick road, as it were. And you know, just have this all wrong. Because they believe the lie that the Jews are Israelites. And they believe the lie that the, the Hebrews were not Aryans. So, and the same is true of the Judeo-Christian world, believing the lie that the Jews are Israel. So they believe that the New Testament was not written to Israel, but was written to the Gentiles, right? So uh, unless you know the true history of our people, of the Aryan race, the Israelites, the Hebrews, etc., and the Caucasian Israelites who created the European nation-states, if you don't know these things, you can be easily fooled by both academia and the Jews. And unfortunately, that is the case with our people today. We're easily fooled. Okay, Bram says that uh, David said he is having problems with his computer, difficulty to open Skype, and that's the problem I had this morning. Uh, Skype simply failed on me. I had to reinstall it in order to do this show, so maybe uh, Pastor Martins is doing the same thing. Okay, so uh, anyway, uh, thanks, thanks for that note, Bram. Okay, so uh, getting back to the Gutenberg document, which you can all follow along. I'm uh, now in... Uh, paragraph 7 and uh, when Hiram read this epistle he was pleased with it and wrote back this answer to Solomon Hiram to King Solomon it is fit to bless God that he hath committed thy father's government to thee who art a wise man and endowed with all virtues as for myself I rejoice at the condition thou art in and will be subservient to thee in all that thou sendest to me about. Okay, now would a Canaanite or an Edomite have ever written such words? I don't think so. For when my, by my subjects I have cut down many and large trees of cedar. Okay, here comes, here comes Pastor Martins. Okay, all right, Pastor Martins, are you there? Okay, not hearing Pastor Martins, and he may still have to make adjustments on Skype, which I had to do. I spent a good half an hour uh, getting Skype to work properly. So, uh, okay, I think you're there now. I'm hearing something. All right, Pastor Martins, can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. All right, very good. I can good. hear you, Pastor. Okay, all right, we are on the air. 
We are on the Foster. air. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, excellent. But Foster, I just need to say, there is um, quite a bit of a storm busy brewing up in our direction. And uh, if we do get cut off, um, it would be due to um, networks, due to um, the thunderstorms. Okay, yeah, and uh, we both had problems with Skype this morning. My Skype totally failed before Bloodlines. I mm -hmm. had to reinstall it, okay? That's what well, I had to do. Fortunately, fortunately, my Skype did recover after about 15 to 20 minutes. Okay, all right, so we're in, uh, I'm basically using the search function, the control F, in that uh, Gutenberg document, uh, which uh, is oh, correspondence yes. between Hiram and Solomon. And let me just quickly yes. go there so I can let you know where I'm at in the document. So give me one second. And I'm at uh, instance number 10 of 29 of the word Hiram in the Gutenberg copy of uh, uh, the uh, works of Josephus. Okay, the Antiquities of Judah. Yes. Not the antiquities of the Jews, folks. The antiquities of Judah. Okay. All right. And this is just another mm -hmm. way by which the Jews have deceived the world by calling, uh, by equating the word Jew with Israelite and or Judah. Okay. Which it was never the yes. case ever. Okay. So I was just yes. reading, I was just reading Hiram to King Solomon in which he says, I, I am subservient to your command. Hiram says mm. this, to Solomon. Now, would, would a Canaanite or an Edomite have ever said such a thing? Never. Nova. No. No way. No. There are blood enemies. There are, the blood feud that began in Genesis 3.15 still obtains exactly. in these days. Okay? So, I'll just repeat. It says, I rejoice at the condition thou, Solomon, art in, and will be subservient to thee, in all that thou sendest to me about. So you give me the instructions, I will obey them. For when by my subjects I have cut down many and large trees of cedar and cypress wood, I will send them to thee, it should be, or by sea, the typo here, and will order my subject to make floats of them and to sail to what place soever of thy country thou shalt desire, and leave them there, after which thy subject may carry them to Jerusalem. But do thou take care to procure us corn for this timber which we stand in need of because we inhabit in an island. Okay? Mm. So Tyre was this very, uh, myth not mythical, but famous island, which was only what? Tyre. Uh, yeah, Tyre, which was only you know, mm. a few hundred feet off the coast. Correct. And, and at this point still unconnected by a causeway. So it was a, a, a true island out in the sea, but not that far off the separate coast. From, yeah, yeah, it was separated yes, from the separate. coast. Yeah. Yes. So now, uh, do you remember where jo what jo uh, tribe Josephus stated that Hiram was from? Do you remember? Because we uh, talked about I, that. I cannot recall that, Pastor. Um, maybe we'll find that again. Maybe somebody in the chat room remembers. Because uh, I haven't yes. yet found that in this document here. Maybe it's not close to Hiram. It might be close to another word that I was searching for. But I remember I quoted it last week. Okay. Mm. So uh, so this is a very important document. The, the writings of Josephus, I have to tell everybody, you should have, in addition to a good concordance, strong is okay, it's not the greatest. You really have to go into the Jesenius. 
the the yes. Hebrew the Hebrew English concordances to get really thorough word studies in the Hebrew. You really have to. Yeah. The, the the Strong's yeah. is very wrong in many places. Okay. Yeah. You're, well, you're, go ahead. Like this, Pastor. What I found is that the Strong's is uh, is not as it was originally written. It was. Uh, or quite a number of new definitions and meanings of words have been added right. to be able to use those words within the translations of the King James. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they keep changing it. By the way, all of these formerly Christian-owned publications, there's a city yes. in Michigan called Grand Rapids, and there's also a city here in Illinois, to the south, one of the southwest suburbs of Chicago, both of those cities have been hubs of Christian Bible publication and Christian documents, you know, such as the concordances. But those those businesses have all been bought up by Jews. Okay. Exactly. So the Jews are in Chick virtual. Publications. Also, Chick publications. <laughs> yes, pastor. Yeah, interesting. Chick publications as yeah. Well. So the Jews have totally monopolized the business of Bible publication. And, of course, In fact, the accessories. Have, yeah. the, the Jews have made the scriptures of the house of Jacob, and uh, they've, they've taken control of it in the year 70 AD, and they've made a marketable um, um, merchandise yeah. out of it. Right, absolutely. <laughs> they, uh, as Peter said, uh, they will make merchandise of you. Speaking of the evil ones, <laughs> right? Exactly. And that's what they are doing. They're making merchandise of our beautiful women, right? Uh, mm. By by creating internet porn and other forms of pornography, and you know they impoverish us, and then they tell us, well, if if you'll just become a whore for us, you will make lots of money. Right? Yeah. This is how the bankers work. The Jewish bankers have used this method of seducing our people ever since the Garden of Eden. Ever since. Okay? Yeah. With, and and uh, with um, uh, uh, rewards, financial rewards or uh, positional yeah. rewards right. as um, an outcome of the... Uh, the deceptions. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they make money off of every conceivable vice, including uh, mm. as I, I intended to do a show last night uh, about what's happening in Canada, uh, where Kevin Annette accused he didn't say he used the word Jew obviously, but he accused Canada and Pfizer of murdering uh, I forget which tribe of Indians in uh, Western Canada of harvesting, killing them and harvesting their organs, okay? And uh, his group, which uh, portrays themselves as a common law court, is going to do a full expose this coming uh, next Saturday on January 15th, okay? And they have been staging demonstrations from Toronto to to Western Canada, uh, de- denouncing corrupt public officials and uh, will be proclaiming citizens' arrests on January 15th. So uh, we encourage them to continue with this. Uh, many of them have been threatened uh, by assassination already. Okay. And this is hmm. Pfizer, folks. Pfizer and, you know, the world, uh, you know, Pharmacia. Pfizer and World Pharmacia, yeah. we know that they're responsible for child abductions, for 
you know, for organ harvesting, as the Israelis have been also for decades. Yes. Okay. Pastor, just something something uh, interesting. Uh, the same thing had been done under the, 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 under the guise of it being the Germans uh, during the Second World War. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it is, it is uh, knowledge that most of these atrocities that have been ascribed to Hitler were actually done by Edomites yeah. within Germany. Right, right, and they accused Dr. Mengele, right? But uh, look at what's, yes. what's happening today in, in the halls of uh, <laughs> the Mountain King, the, the, the halls of Baal, right? I mean, abortion, exactly. abortion, organ harvesting, exactly. right? Transgender operations without the consent of the people being operated on. Uh, these, these types of crimes make the Nazis look like choir boys. Right, but well, they've yeah. Uh, go ahead. I, I'm not sure whether you've seen the um, some of the videos by um, um, uh, this doctor, this German doctor, uh, not doctor, this German attorney uh-huh. uh, who is busy with Nuremberg too. Oh really? Oh, okay. absolutely. Interesting. I think I must give you some yeah. updates uh, on that because. Um, yeah. It is busy hitting the the public or the uh, social media, but it is being totally hushed on uh, right, mass right. media because they don't want yeah. they don't want to give the people yeah. um, any leeway in believing that there is going to be an outcome. Right, but, right. Uh, well, already these Nure- these Nuremberg trials have already started, and the German oh, okay. uh, doctor or this German uh, yeah. and then lawyer also Doctor Dave. David yeah. Martin. Yeah, he's involved. Yes, he's also involved. Yeah, yeah. So they filed an international lawsuit, but you know, the United Nations was created by the Rothschilds. So was the European Union. So I don't think they're going to get very far. But nevertheless, the publicity is worth its weight in gold. Okay. But uh, you know, yeah. if we see here in America, it's common knowledge. Uh, have you heard of Operation Paperclip? Uh, I've heard some whispers of it. I, yeah. I don't know what it's about, Pastor. Essentially, Operation Paperclip uh, is all those German, those evil German scientists and doctors are now called NASA. Right? You're they're, right. Uh, <laughs> they're now called NASA, right? But in Germany, they're evil. In America, they're, they're, they're groundbreaking scientists, right? <laughs> right? <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> that was... That was exactly what uh, Werner von, von Braun was, how, as, mm-hmm. as the the what he, he was um, termed the uh, the brain, yeah, the, the whole space. Yes, he was the was brains. Brainchild. He was the brains behind NASA. That evil Nazi <laughs> German doctor, right? Okay, this is yeah. common knowledge in America, right? But uh, of course, the yeah. establishment minimizes it. Well, say we we only got. We, we only brought them here because of their scientific knowledge, you know. Well, and they made up the Holocaust story while all that was happening, right? So we we know the yes. truth behind all that, okay? So uh, continuing with the Gutenberg.org translation of Josephus here, and uh, paragraph eight: the copies of these epistles remain at this day, and of course we're talking about Josephus's day and are preserved not only in our books, but among the Tyrians also. Now, it would be interesting to find these documents 
if they existed in Tyre, I don't know if Tyre was burnt to the ground or whether the, you know, because we, we covered this on one of our previous episodes in this series. Uh, I forget the name of the town, but there's still a town. You know, uh, Alexander built a causeway from the mainland to Tyre. And they could still see remains of buildings underneath the water, right? The Mediterranean Sea, yes. close to the island, close to the shore there. So it's quite possible that these documents are still there. It's it's still possible. possible. These, yeah, right. And certainly, uh, you know, coins. You know, you could probably. It's quite possible that Hiram struck a coin with the image of Solomon on it, right? Because the Israelites were forbidden mm. to do so. But Hiram himself is purported by Josephus to be an Israelite. So Hiram would not have been engaged in that either. But it wasn't much long after Hiram died or disappeared or whatever happened to him that the, what's her name, Jezebel, who was the daughter of one of Hiram's successor only one or two generations later, so we see, yeah, that the paganization of the Israelites in that area proceeded fairly quickly. Okay, and that's why Yahweh expelled the Israelites, the ten northern tribes, into Europe. Okay, so this all fits in perfectly with identity, covenant message, history. These things are perfectly in accord with our understanding of Israelite history. So let me continue. Insomuch that if anyone would know the certainty about them, he may desire of the keepers of the public records of Tyre to show him them, and he will find what is there set down to agree with what we have said. I have said so much out of a desire that my readers may know, this is Josephus speaking, that we speak nothing but the truth, and do not compose a history out of some plausible relations, which deceive men and please them at the same time, nor attempt to avoid examination, nor desire men to believe us immediately, nor are we at liberty to depart from speaking truth, which is the proper commendation of a historian, and yet be blameless. Mm. Uh, now, it's, yeah. it's obvious that Josephus is not a Jew, <laughs> just from these words alone. Okay? But we insist upon no admission of what we say unless we be able to manifest its truth by demonstration and the strongest vouchers. I mean, this is uh, jurisprudence here. This is what the West calls exactly. jurisprudence. You know, these are very uh, you know, eloquently stated words. Okay, now, uh, verse 9, or paragraph 9. Now, King Solomon, as soon as this epistle of the king of Tyre was brought to him, commended the re- readiness and goodwill he declared therein, and repaid him in what he desired. And Solomon was the richest man in the world at this point in time. And sent him yearly 20,000 quarry of wheat and as many baths of oil. Now the bath is able to contain 72 sextaries, and he also sent him the same measure of wine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, good payment. I'm sure Hiram was yes. happy happy with this payment, right? So the friendship... Especially the wine pot. Right, exactly. So that they can be bathing in wine. And so the friendship between Hiram and Solomon hereby increased more and more, and they swore to continue it forever. This could not be possible between an Edomite and an Israelite. Exactly. Okay? All right, folks? Not possible. 
And the king appointed a tribute to be laid on all the people of 30,000 laborers whose work he rendered easy to them by prudently dividing it among them. So in other words, he chose Israelites to help with the work. For he made 10,000 cut timber in Mount Lebanon for one month and then to come home and rest two months until the time when the other 20,000 had finished their task at the appointed time. And so afterward it came to pass that the first 10,000 returned to their work every fourth month. And it was Adoram who was over this tribute. There were also the strangers who were left by David who were, the, who were to carry the stones and other materials, 70,000. 70,000 Israelites. Now, what does he mean by stranger here? You know, unfortunately, we don't have a concordance. Are we talking about Israelites that, you know, that don't know each other? Uh, it, or it could be non-Israelites because the word stranger comes from several different Hebrew words. Anyway. Yeah, well, Pastor, one of the, the um, definitions as given by Strong's for the word and my son, which is verbeni, mm-hmm. uh, is also stranger. Right. Which, of course, is a total corruption of it. Right, right. You can't be a son. Well, you can be a son of Israel and be a stranger ger in the Hebrew, which means you are a kinsman by the flesh, okay? As exactly. opposed as opposed to zuer, Z-U-W-R, which is they're always counted as enemies of Israel, okay? Exactly. So if we, and, but now he was writing in Greek. He was composing this in Greek which was the lingua franca, even of Rome at this point in time. I think Latin was still developing at this point in time. Uh, and, but he also had to be careful that he did not offend, that his history did not offend the Caesars. Because you know, uh, that's why he says uh, that Jesus, who is called God by the Israelites, <laughs> or the Son of God, by the, he had to say, is called rather than assert, uh, assert it. All right? He couldn't assert yes, it without exactly. offending Caesar. Okay? who was a god according to the Latins, okay? All right. Yeah, even Titus was um, uh, perceived to be a god. Right, exactly. Uh, we, which, of course, Greek Hellenistic uh, uh, term. Right. Now, also... Uh, Hellenistic yes. Assyrian term. Right. Also, his copious references to the Old Testament, he's obviously familiar with all of these Israelite, you know, uh, personages, such as you know Eliezer, and uh, you know, the the names of the uh, captains of the guard, Chalcol, Darda, mm-hmm. the sons of Mahal. Actually, let me uh, back up a little bit. I don't want to skip over that because it's really obvious. Mm-hmm. This is something that only those of us in identity understand that the uh, that these Israelites that he's referring to uh, are in the Bible. Most modern uh, Judeo-Christians have no idea of what he's talking about, what Josephus is talking. He is talking about Israelites, okay? Mm. So so he says, now, uh, paragraph 3, Now the captain of his armies and officers appointed over the whole country were these. Over the lot of Ephraim was Urus, so we know that the Ephraimites were up in that territory. Over the toparchy of Bethlehem was Diocleris. Abinadab, who married Solomon's daughter, had the region of Dora and the sea coast under him. The great plain was under Benaiah, the son of Achilles. Now, what's Dora? They became the Dorian Greeks. 
these Israelites, putatively of Ephraim, moved into Greece and became known as the Dorian Greeks. Because what happened was the Greeks were of Japheth, okay, and they had control of that territory until the Israelites invaded it, and the Israelites ultimately took over the entire territory. Way back in Genesis 10, it was stated that Japheth shall dwell in the tents of Shem. Mm. Okay, and this was the beginning of of that. Yeah, okay. This is the beginning of that process. Okay. So, but, uh, okay, uh, all right. uh, So, yeah, we we might have to go to a different browser besides Skype. And so I'll talk to Paul English about that. So, but uh, continuing here. Uh, his, uh, you know, Josephus' familiarity with the Hebrew scriptures is only because he is a Hebrew. He is a Judahite, <laughs> right? Yeah. He, is, he is not a Jew, as po- people understand the word in modern uh, language. You know, he, he simply is not. He's a Judahite, 100%. Okay? But Go ahead. The, the spectrum of his knowledge of the inner workings of the uh, House of Jacob actually clarifies his position as being part of the house of Jacob. Yes, absolutely. Now, it's possible because uh, even David hired uh, Gibeonites as Nethanim. Okay, Nethanim mm-hmm. meaning scribe. Uh, and uh, you know, those, those Gibeonites we talked about uh, a couple of times already as being uh, the tribe that, uh, uh, that Joshua favored. Okay. And, uh, and even Saul's, ancestors, Saul's descendants were killed because Saul attacked the Gibeonites contrary to the vow that Joshua made, all right? And David himself had to uh, arrange for Saul's descendants. He handed them over to the Gibeonites for execution, okay? So yes. these Gibeonites were probably faithful in their service to David, and probably for Solomon as well, okay? But you never know, another Canaanite, Edomite may sneak into their company and <laughs> pretend to be a Gibeonite, right? And, uh, and learn the scriptures because the whole history of Israel since the crucifixion and even before the, since the days of John Hyrcanus is how these Edomites have been impersonating us. Therefore, they had to be very familiar with the... Uh, scriptures with the Hebrew scriptures in order to pull off such a an impersonation okay so th- that much is a given you know so but even there the 100 years before actually 133 years before the crucifixion of Christ these Pharisees scribes and Pharisees of Edom began infiltrating the government of Judah even in the, Judea. even the temple yes absolutely yeah uh, well, who did Jesus whip? <laughs> because they had set up a money money changing operation right outside the temple, right? It was these Edomites, right? Exactly. Yeah, uh, the Israelites were forbidden to engage in such activities. So, so it is today. You know, the leading uh, money changers and usurers in the world are still Jews. Okay, and and, and they're because, still using the the portals of the church for yeah. the collection of their money. Right, and they have created the 501c3 corporations. I don't know if you have anything similar in South Africa, where you're basically yes, well, really ex- ex- exempt from any taxation. 
Right? Yeah. The interesting thing about that here is if you are a church under the First Amendment, uh, you don't have to, you're automatically tax exempt. <laughs> you don't have to join the IRS 501c3 code. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Pastor, um, basically that stems out of the Dutch East Indian Company. Right. With the Dutch East Indian Company riding on the back of the Dutch Reformed Church and the Dutch Reformed Church riding on the back of the right. Dutch East Indian Company. Amen. Which, Amen. Uh, which is a Jewish course, operation. A, a, yeah. Well, it is a um, what I term a Roman Babylonian um, system, which was devised for the purpose of taking mm -hmm. control of people, and the Roman right. Catholic Church uh, um, exploited that to its extent, or the extent where the um, yeah. reformists also right. exploited that same principle and that what was what was the cause of the more than 400 years right. of war against the dutch or rather against the protestants and the catholics right was right. for the control of the people yeah well wherever you see these judeo-christian denominations you will find freemasons and jews pulling the strings yes. from behind the scenes that's what this is yes okay so, uh, yeah, yeah. So, uh, again, this is something that the Judeo-Christian denominations are totally unaware of. And I believe uh, you actually met face-to-face -face one of these uh, crooked uh, preachers from Texas that, uh, that uh, tried to establish a congregation uh, down, uh, down under <laughs> in South Africa, right? He was a Freemason. Yes. He's yes, a Freemason. Yes, of course. Um, yeah. You're talking about Kenneth Copeland. Yes. He is a Freemason. Mm. I don't know if you knew that when you met him. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no I didn't. Well, well I, I had some some um, wondering about that because of the way in which he greeted uh, the people. He, oh. he, his handshake was a bit of a, um, a, a yeah. open right. uh, give, a giveaway. Right. Well, it's essentially the Roman handshake where instead of shaking hands, you reach past the hand and grab the other person's wrist. Okay, mm. and there's variation. So you have wrist to wrist, and then you uh, turn back and forth. That is the old yeah. Roman handshake, which was used by the clan. It's used by the Freemasons. It's used by many secret societies. Okay, mm. as opposed to the hand hand only handshake. Yeah, Rosicrucians as well. Yeah, and the uh, probably the Knights Templar. Okay, yes. so so uh, definitely. Right, and so Josephus had to you know, use his words carefully, but he also knows that his main audience for this writing is the house of Judah, then living in Judea. And, uh, and I'm sure he was aware of the dispersion. So, in fact, of course, his book gives us much information about the dispersion, the, te the ten tribes who no, no longer live in Judea. Okay, here's a great wealth of information about that subject as well. So, mm. and then he, he continues, so he's, he's naming all of these places and people. So, uh, again, paragraph three. Now, the captains of his armies and officers appointed over the whole country were these. Over the lot of Ephraim was Urus. Over the topography of Bethlehem was Dioclarus. And you can see that the Israelites began using Greek names. Mm. Abinadab, who married Solomon's daughter, had the region of Dora uh, and the sea coast under him. The great plain was under Benaiah, 
son of Achilles. He also governed all the country as far as Jordan. Gabaris ruled over Gilead and Golanitis. Golanitis, okay. Galilee, probably. And had under him the sixty great and fenced cities of Og. Akinadab managed the affairs of all Galilee as far as Sidon and had himself also married a daughter of Solomon's, whose name was Basima. Banakates had the seacoast about Arche, as had Shaphat, Mount Mount Tabor, and Carmel, and also Lower Galilee, as far as the River Jordan. One man was appointed over all this country. Shimei was entrusted with the lot of Benjamin, and Gabaris had that country beyond Jordan, over whom there was again one governor appointed. Now the people of the Hebrews, and particularly the tribe of Judah, received a wonderful increase when they betook themselves to husbandry and the cultivation of their grounds, okay, became farmers, for as they enjoyed peace and were not distracted with wars and troubles, and having besides an abundant fruition of the most desirable liberty, everyone was busy in augmenting the product of their own lands, and probably hands, and making them worth more than they had formerly been. So, they prospered well, by trade with Tyre, uh, Hiram. Tyre. Yeah, Tyre. Well, yes, of, of course. Which was in Israelite hands before before it was called Phoenicia. All right? Well, one of the things that must, might also be added here was that Abel was also a husbandman. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, he was a, 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 a right. And Cain was supposed to be a farmer, but he didn't like farming. <laughs> As we know, even today. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yes, absolutely. So, right. So, uh, let me continue here. Let me find more instances of the name of Hiram. Uh, there's 29 instances of his name in this. So, it's quite extensive. And uh, so, we're talking about the uh, you know the correspondence here between Hiram and Solomon, which says that they were very good friends and swore to uh, you know help each other as needed okay mm. so uh so chapter five chapter five i forget which book I, I i don't want to lose my place so uh how solomon built himself a royal palace very costly this is the 16th instant of the word hiram in josephus here very costly and splendid how he solved the riddles which were sent to him by hiram now hiram which secret society claims Hiram as their founder. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Freemasonry. Well, well, Pastor, something that must uh, also be added at this point is one must remember that under Freemasonry or the Freemasons themselves, um, actually uh, in their attempt to gain as much knowledge that they could use to control the people. In other words, what they do is they steal the um, knowledge of the house of Jacob, for example, and they then use that knowledge as an advantage point or an advantage level, making the house of Jacob as dumb and as numb about the true facts and the true history and the true um, wisdom as blunt as possible so that they can, by virtue of the knowledge that they have, Mm-hmm. Uh, they they rule and they divide and they conquer. Now, somebody also said, just as a matter of interest, 
that in the Vatican's archives, even the uh, love letters between some of the kings of England and the queens and the um, secret lovers right. are stored and hidden in the archives of the uh, Vatican. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah, there, there's a treasure trove of historical information in the Vatican archives, which the Vatican will never release because they know it destroys their universalism. They absolutely... And it, will also it will also destroy the means whereby they control the messes. Yeah, right, right. Did you say the messes or the masses? The, me the masses. <laughs> there you go. Right. Okay, yes. yeah, yeah. So, uh... Uh, Swamp Fox says the Masoretic text in Hebrew was completed and presented to the Roman Catholic Church as the authentic original language and text of the Old Testament. We know that it is a perversion of the exactly. original Hebrew. So again, the Roman Catholic Church was heavily influenced by the Jews. So it was the King James Version. The Old Testament King James Version is based on the Masoretic text. And so I, I've been advising everybody, if there's a question mark, if there's a question in your mind about the King James translation based on the Masoretic, go to the Septuagint and uh, mm. get you'll almost always get clarification because the Septuagint was written by Judahites, not by Jews, but it was composed in Greek, not in Hebrew, okay? And, yeah. uh, and the Jews have always attacked the Septuagint because that was the version that Jesus and the apostles actually quoted from when they quoted the Old Testament, the Septuagint, right? So, yeah, yeah the Masoretic is a, is a redaction and a, therefore perversion of Scripture. Okay, but let's get back here to Josephus. This is a really important history. Okay, chapter 5, chapter par five. paragraph 1. After the building of the hmm. temple, which, as we have before said, was finished in seven years... The king laid the foundation of his palace, which he did not finish under thirteen years, for he was not equally zealous in the building of this palace as he had been about the temple. For as to that, though it was a great work and required wonderful and surprising application, yet God, namely architecture, yet God, for whom it was made, so far cooperated therewith that it was finished in the aforementioned number of years. But the palace, which was a building much inferior in dignity to the temple, both on account that its materials had not been so long beforehand gotten ready, nor had been so zealously prepared uh, so long beforehand, that, uh, and on account that this was only a habitation for kings and not for God, it was no longer in finishing. Uh, oh, it was longer in finishing, sorry. However, this yes. building was raised so magnificently as suited the happy state of the Hebrews and of the king thereof. But it is necessary that I describe the entire structure and disposition of the parts, that so those that light upon this book may thereby make a conjecture and, as it were, have a prospect of its magnitude. Okay? So I, I don't think we need to talk about the uh, magnitude of the structure. So let's go to yes. uh, paragraph 3. When Solomon had completed all this in 20 years' time, because Hiram, king of Tyre, had contributed a great deal of gold and more silver to these buildings. So we find that uh, Hiram was a contributor. Would, it, would an Edomite contribute <laughs> to Solomon? Whom, whom Solomon especially, had made... Yeah. Especially for the, the, um, 
the the either the temple or the uh, or neither the temple nor is uh, palace. No, the palace. That's correct. All right, and as also cedarwood and pinewood, he also rewarded Hiram with rich presents. Corn he sent him also year by year, and wine and oil, which were the principal things that he stood in need of, because he inhabited he inhabited an island, as we have already said. And besides these, he granted him certain cities of Galilee, twenty in number, that lay not far from Tyre, which when Hiram went to and viewed and did not like the gift, he sent word to Solomon that he did not want such cities as they were. And after that time, these cities were called the land of Kabul. (laughs) C-A-B-U-L. Very interesting. Mm. Kabul. And uh, there's a Kabul in in Missouri. (laughs) So we know the word Kabul means uh, a a present not worthy. Okay? An unworthy present. Okay? A present I I don't like. Take it back to to Sears. (laughs) Take that Christmas present back to Sears. Which name, if it be interpreted according to the language of the Phoenicians, this may be the very first reference uh, to the word Phoenicians in Josephus here, okay, denotes what does not please, what does not please. So it appears, now is, now Josephus is clearly not identifying Hiram as a Phoenician, he's identifying him as a member of a particular tribe of Israel, because we've been talking about these northern tribes of Israel, which contributed their goods and labor to the building of the temple. To the temple. Yes. Okay. Correct. All right. So it means uh, that which does not please. Moreover, the king of Tyre sent sophisms and enigmatical sayings to Solomon and desired he would solve them and free them from the ambiguity that was in them. By the way, as an aside, uh, the Knights Templar, when they, you know, because they went there as crusaders under, I forget which pope, and they stayed there for quite some time in occupation of this temple and, uh, and exactly. the palace grounds, etc. And uh, it's, it's almost a given now that the Knights Templar were digging underneath Solomon's temple and they found a massive amount of gold and other treasure. And they brought this treasure with them back to Europe and they became the bankers of Europe. Although they didn't... Uh, in tra- what year was that posted? Oh, gee, well, this had, I think, maybe the 600s because they were uh, trying to rid Jerusalem of the Muslim presence sometime in the 600s, um, okay? Because somewhere, somewhere 584 okay. uh, AD rings a bell, and I, I, I was wondering for a moment whether it was uh, exactly that. Uh, perhaps mm-hmm. at some stage we should talk, have a talk about the difference between the Templars and the Knights of Jerusalem and uh, the yeah. various secret societies that uh, con- contributed right. to the chaos which um, um, uh, the, the religions yeah. of the world had uh, dropped into. Right, yeah. Well, obviously, the Knights Templar, they probably started out as good guys, but when you're carrying uh, you know, caravans full of gold, <laughs> right, mm-hmm. and people find out about it, you know, you're going to be attacked on all sides, right? And so they had a, they had their hands full just trying to hide all this gold, and it was eventually stolen from them by the Pope and by the King of France in the year 1313. Okay, so yeah. anyway, so uh, th- this is how the the uh, the Knights Templar began. That was their beginning. 
Okay. And mm. uh, as a secret society, right? I mean, we're told n- not to swear false oaths, you know, but, you know, when you have that much gold in your possession, <laughs> rather than give it away exactly. to, to the starving Europeans, right, they, they set up a mm. banking system, but I don't think they charged interest. Okay. They, they didn't need to. Yes. They had so much gold. Okay. All right. So the, the, what are the sophisms or uh, the, the, what do you call them, the riddles? Now, so sagacious and understanding was Solomon that none of these problems were too hard for him, but he conquered them all by his reasonings and discovered their hidden meaning and brought it to light. Menander also, one who translated the Tyrian archives out of the dialect of the Phoenicians. Well, okay, so the dialect... Of, Phoenici- of the Phoenicians is a dialect of Hebrew. No doubt mm. about it, okay? That's what this document yeah. reveals. Into the Greek language, makes mention of these two kings where he says thus, quote, When Abibolus was dead, his son Hiram received the kingdom from him, who, when he had lived 53 years, reigned 34. Abibolus, that now was, was Abibolus, an Israelite. That name is not familiar to me, so we can find um, it out. Pastor, uh, the the first year of the um, uh, of the Hebrew calendar carries oh, the name Abib. Abib, there you go. Yeah, son of and, the first month. But I, mm-hmm. but, but I think it has it, it was um, of course Hellenized or perhaps even Latinized right. with the ex, uh, uh, the ending of Lus. Yeah, but we can make this general conclusion from this record of Josephus that clearly the Hebrew language, as contained in the Old Testament, preceded by at least two millennia, the kingdom of Tyre. Okay, so the riddle of which came first, Phoenician or Hebrew, is easily solved here, right? Mm. It's clearly the Hebrew. All right. Absolutely. And all of these Indo-Aryan musings of the college professors are so much BS. That's what they are, folks. Mm. Nothing but BS. Okay. So now this word Phoenician, I, I'll do a search on this uh, maybe for next week because we're running short of time. We only have four minutes left. So anyway, Abibolus, that's the name. I'm going to write this down to see if I can find mention of this in the Bible. Maybe somebody in the chat room can do a search in uh, a concordance to see if it, if it shows up in a concordance. But uh, I'm not familiar with that name, okay? And so uh, anyway, so he, he solved all these riddles. And I think he makes mention here, as the Bible also says, that, that Solomon was wiser than the sages of the East, by which he means the Indo-Aryans. Okay, mm. by which he means the Indo-Aryans. So anyway, Hiram was the son of Abibolus and received the kingdom from Abibolus when he had lived 53 years, reigned 34. He raised a bank in the large palace and dedicated the golden pillar which is in Jupiter's temple. He also went and cut down materials of timber out of the mountain called Libanus for the roof of temples. And when he had pulled down at the ancient temples, he both built the temple of Hercules and that of Astarte. So we see that the process of paganization had already begun in this territory, but they were definitely Israelites, as Hiram identifies himself as an Israelite.
okay but not not all of them were you know not all of them were paganized uh, apparently Hiram was not and my understanding is Hiram was a worshiper of Yahweh so let's yeah. continue so uh and so he mentions uh the Okay, for the roof of the temples, and when he had pulled down the ancient temples, he both built the temple of Hercules and that of Astarte, and he first set up the temple of Hercules in the month of Perisius. He also made an expedition against Euchii, or Titii, who did not pay their tribute, and when he had subdued them to himself, he returned. Under this king there was Abdemon, a very youth in age who always conquered the difficult problems which Solomon, king of Jerusalem, commanded him to explain. Okay. Dias also makes mention of him when he, where he says, when Abibolus was dead, his son Hiram reigned. He raised the eastern parts of the city higher and made the city itself larger. He also joined the temple of Jupiter, which before stood by itself to the city by raising a bank in the middle between and adorn it with donations of gold. Now, this, these are, of course, uh, commentaries by secular Greek authors, right? And so, uh, mm. yeah, so it's unclear whether Hiram himself worshipped Jupiter or not. I don't think so. Mm. Jupiter is uh, actually the Greek version of Yahweh. Okay? Mm. So we, and, my, of course, Saturn being Satan. Yes, all right. So they may have, uh, there's a conflation of language here, you know, d depending on your sources are Greek or, or Hebrew, okay? Hebrew. Or in this, yeah, right. So, and uh, of course, again, Josephus had to uh, pay homage, at least list the uh, pagan gods to please the Romans. <laughs> he had to do that to please the Romans, okay? So, so, uh, so that Hiram accepted the, the uh, conditions, and when he was not able to solve the riddles proposed by Solomon, he paid a great deal of money for his fine. So Hiram was not able to do what Solomon was able to do. But that he afterward exactly. did solve the proposed riddle by means of Abdemon, a man of Tyre, and that Hiram proposed other riddles, which, when Solomon could not solve, he paid back a great deal of money to Hiram. This it is which Dias wrote. Okay? So, just go ahead. Just as a matter of interest, Pastor, the names that start with the uh, letters Ab, mm -hmm. uh, the Aleph and the Bet, uh, refer to father of okay. Bilus. Ah, okay. So, Abi Bilus, um, that Abi um, refers to the father of, and then we right. see Ab Damon. Mm -hmm. um, which would, in, in, in a combination of the uh, Hebrew and the mm -hmm. English words that were... Demon, yep. <laughs> Ab Demon, the father right. of demons. Right, right. Yeah, so we see the... We know that the Israelites of the northern tribes had already become paganized, okay, because they re rejected mm. Solomon as their king, right? So, okay, we're out of time. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll continue this next week. And uh, maybe one more episode about how the uh, Israelites and uh, the Tyrians got along for a short period of time before total rebellion. Okay. All right. Thanks for listening. Excellent. Praise Yahweh. Pass ammunition. See you all next time. Bye-bye. Praise Yahweh. Praise right. Yahweh. Bye-bye.